What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. <laughs> That's it? You, you had a million dollars, you, you'd do two chicks at the same time? Damn straight. Always wanted to do that, man. And I think if I were a millionaire, I could hook that up, too, because chicks dig dudes with money. Well, not all chicks. Well, the type of chicks that double up on a dude like me do. Good point. <laughs> well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Another week of SBS fishing. What's going on, boys? Uh, let's do this. Before I get my 30 lashings for last week, let's do some plugs, and then you guys can just lay into me, because <laughs> shit went wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. Tonight's show, brought to us by Predator Flygear. Check them out at predatorflygear.com. Uh, check it out, man. They got new inventory. They got keychains, waiting belts. both in shirts now, too? I think they do have both in shirts. Yeah. Oh, the shirts we got are... They got some uh, beer bottle opener... Uh, uh, belts as well. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's Chad a needs one of those. I do. <laughs> uh, we should get Nick into uh, making those shotgun can openers. <laughs> <laughs> Just what every full-grown adult needs. I still rock my my Barracuda shirt, even though I some little downtown freshwater fishing. People know what's up. Looks good on me. Jay was wearing the launch t-shirt or uh, sun shirt today. Oh yeah, it was a million degrees today, mm-hmm. and high it's sun. Warm one. Yeah, nice and belted. Just Throw the hood up. I don't have to, you know, throw anything on my neck. Even a buff right now is a little warm. Yep. And I'm it works sh- great. Sure, everybody today threw some Waldsdorf Genetic out there. So check them out. If you're looking for anything. Just got some shipment in, so uh, let me know. Got a handful left available. Yep. Sims Fishing. You can find it at simsfishing.com. Also, Eric's Hooks. Check them out. They got some super good sticky hooks for all your applications. WhyNotFishing.com. Go check them out. They have the uh, the app that's called The Dock. Check it out, man. It's a good platform to uh, to meet some fly fishing and see some fly fishing content. 
Also, tonight's guest is Aaron, Aaron. Laterra from yeah. uh, American Tide Flies. You Local can, guy. You can check him out at Laterra Fishing on Instagram. He's uh, he's always drinking cheap, shitty beer, just like us. <laughs> and uh, It'll fit right in. It's in the water. It yeah, is. you know, it's stone's or throw away. Water, you know? Water's in the beer, I think. <clears throat> okay. Outside of that, Chad, you, you failed to us last I did. week. I did. So if anyone listened to the show last week and after the interview portion wanted to hear more of our jibber-jabber, I deleted it. Oh. And, and it, even the guy we were with today. It just went away. Like, I don't know what, I don't even know what I pushed. But it, he goes, gone. You said you guys were going to be right back, and then you weren't right back. What happened? I didn't it, get to hear about a, any of the fish in my mouth. It was a good nothing. one, too. Yeah, it was. Like, hey, whatever, it happens. So It was probably an hour and a half of our best content that is gone. We, yeah, we were <laughs> properly You were moved. excited. Yeah. yeah we so it's pretty much how we talk every day. But just erased, like like all the other times we didn't record it, right? Yeah, it's, like, you know, it's <laughs> memories to us around yeah. this table. Yeah, we'll touch base on them here a little bit, and you know, let you guys get back to the experience we had with our good friend Ryan was down from Queen City Guiding. Guiding, that's a dot com, so you could check him out. Also, that is a, a dot com. He's hmm. a G man. He comes and he fishes hard. He got into multiple species and mentioned he had a okay time trout fishing. Yeah, but. He got to slip on rocks and have a good time and hang out and caught some fish. I just got to see a video of him catching a brookie on a drive, which is pretty cool. That's not grasshopper. Which is a drive. I, I drive. <laughs> traditional yeah. phone. Yeah. yeah, traditional phone grasshoppers we were using that day. But Date back to the late 1990s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the early 90s. <laughs> yeah, it was, no, it was awesome. Uh, like we were talking about the last time and, you know, we we're just walking out and guy we were with mentioned that, you know, hey, there are little brook trout in this stream, you know. Oh, okay. Well, hey, there's one right there. My gosh, you know. And so then we were like, hey, let's try that for just a little bit, you know, on our, just on our walk out, too. So we are just getting done, and it was a nice little 25 minutes to spend, you know, right at the end of the day. Was it beside one of the creeks you were fishing, or was it a feeder into the one you were fishing, or how did you stumble across it? It was a feeder, a feeder, a feeder. Hmm. Just a, you know, just a no-name, little nothing. A little blue I line was, on the map. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, it was like a like a piss trickle. So it was awesome though. I was, jeez, uh, <laughs> Justin, like I was saying earlier, just made the eyes. Just picked right, you know, picked fish right out. Boom. Oh, oh yeah. And, and I, once I started looking, I'm like, oh yeah, it is. You could see the orange fins, the green back, and everything. No shit. <laughs> oh gosh. That's what they look like. Oh gosh, man. Before oh. you walk right into the <laughs> hole and spook them. Well, no, we were actually walking on the street beside it. Yeah, but saying so. you would have walked right into that fish, right? I would have never looked over and saw it in the first place. I'd have just kept walking. You would have thought it was a ditch. Where are we fishing at? Looking for the other creek? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> step right in there. Yeah, that that tight water fishing. That's that's pretty dope. That's what do you you said Ryan perked up when when he seen these things going on. Yeah, well when he, when we saw the first one, I slipped on a little bank and threw you know dry big ass grasshopper at it and. He came up like it was nothing and just hammered him. <laughs> I was actually surprised in myself and kind of acted a little giddy. Thing came out of the water a little bit and, you know, get it over to my hands and I was like, it just swims away. So, you know, but it was a fun experience. It, for it to watch it just come up and eat right there, right in front of me, like two feet away, you know, and just stayed real low on the opposite side of a rock so he couldn't see me. And then we just kept walking up every little 
Stump had a fish. Don't make me drink this beer in your face. Uh, I've seen a couple of the big ones we scared. You know, I I thought I'd fish this whole pretty... He must have been behind a rock we didn't see, and boom, he's gone. Quick little things. They come up and hit fast, too. It's all of a sudden... That's something to keep in your back pocket. Yeah, just something fun. If everything's blown out or, you know, just something fun, I could maybe take Dad to go see. Yes, sir. And then uh, I took Ryan fishing. Or you guys went somewhere after that. You met up with Mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, a really good food place we had talked about a little bit. We're in the local area. And, man, just sandwiches that were giant. Oh, he was he was very enthused with that as well. Very, and, they're, you know, cheap for 8-inch sub, three three fifty. You know, and you can't beat stuff like that. Little mom and pop shops in those little towns, you know what I mean? And it wasn't a subway sub. No. It was a real deal sub. Yeah, it was awesome. So, you know, you got to like that kind of stuff, too. Just a little, a good, good meal, you know. You don't find places like that very often anymore. So, no, we had a fun fun time. We walked about, felt like six, six thousand miles. The first place we went, like we said, was Void of Life. It seemed a little too, like, just, I don't know, just didn't, the water quality didn't seem... As good as it could be. So, you know, started moving around a little bit and found some found some fish finally. But yeah, we met up with Mark right after that. Went home, about chilled for about five minutes, and Mark called and came over to the house and got in some tried to get in some smallmouth. Yeah, you were dragging by the time I got there. You I, didn't talk. I picked up for after after we got fishing for a second. I picked up after we got there and got going. You did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we uh, plan A was. In, was it yeah. any guess he bailed on me the next day? Was it any what? Was it any wonder that he bailed on me the next oh, day? Oh no, was it I knew that for like the first ten seconds I was there. <laughs> I think the first was, oh, I don't think I can I'm gonna go to fishing tomorrow. Okay, Jay. I went to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> we had. Uh, it'd been nice to have that kind of water today. Oh, that'd have been perfect. But plan A didn't work. There was just too much water there, and uh, when I'm took them to stomp through some like different log jams for smallies and we pulled a couple out didn't land them but stung them and i mean all in all we saw some fish move a few fish around that night a couple decent ones too but it was just nothing much active there was just there's just enough water to keep it kind of off a little bit yeah i went down and walked up to mark's like there's like a little pier there you know a little cement pier and uh mark's like there's one over there it's pretty big i'm like oh, all right cool you know I look over and I'm, you know, casting around, casting around. I look down and I'm like, I see this nice size smallmouth swimming along, swimming along. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna cast this game changer to him and he's gonna eat I'm, it. I'm gonna spook the shit out of this fish. You know, <laughs> first I, chance I get. Yeah. I, and I actually cast away off to the bank just so, and just kind of pull in front of his face and he 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 reacted and very slowly followed it, and man just. Made that movement right at my feet, you know, and didn't want to hit it right until it was about to come out of the water and just grabbed the ass end of it. Never stuck him. Like, ah, but it spooked him enough. He saw my arm wave around. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. Should have figure eighted his ass. Should have tried. That's what I should have done. You're right. Change your direction. I don't know how to do that anyway. Your arm was waving around at the hook set? Like a trout set, he means. Yeah. Was it a trout? No, but he was right there underneath you. <laughs> nothing left to do. There was nothing left to do. You did Flick that it. twice last week. Flick it straight up in the air, right? I just pulled the whole air set. Pulled the whole thing up in the air. The whole yeah, everything. Everything with the line goes. with the line hard and everything. What, I mean, what else can you do turn. right there in the bottom? Let him eat and turn. Yeah. Eat it, turn away from you, then strip set him. 
Stick them. Probably a better idea. But, you know, in the moment, when you see the meat. Hey, you live and you learn. It's right underneath, yeah. So what, you guys went out the next morning after that? Yes, we did. We woke up at the ass crack of dawn and drove... Didn't have any beers that night, did you? Zero. Because I was useless all day on Saturday. At least you were at work getting paid for it. I went to work and was absolutely useless there as well. (laughs) (laughs) I came home. My wife let me take a nap. And then... Poor guy. Mark called me. He woke me up from my nap. said, you want to go fishing? I said, no. I don't want to go fishing. I don't want to move off this goddamn couch. So I didn't, and had no beers. And then I had to stay up later than I wanted to, because Ryan was at your house. I had to wait for him to come home. It's like, ah, okay. Then we bullshitted for a little bit, and woke up at the ash crack of dawn. It was 3.30, I think, when we woke up. We went to a lake that's like a third of the way for Ryan to go home. So, he drove separate, and... Which, it kind of sucks when that happens. You get to, you have to break the crew up. But we met back up at Sheets, and Ryan loves Sheets. Let me tell you what. And the Sheets on the way up there was a train wreck at 5 in the morning. There bells going off and buzzers and whistles. Dee, dee, boop, boop, woo, woo. The entire time, I was like, I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> All I want is coffee and a schmuffin. <laughs> and I couldn't handle it. So, uh... We get up there. I was like, we're going to fish two points, and then we're going to try some new water that I haven't fished on this lake. Like, okay. So we started fishing this point. We worked our whole way around it, and I was telling stories. You know, I go, ah, move fish here, move fish here. This is what happens when we're around here. Blah, 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 blah. Nothing was happening. You know, it had been half an hour. Nothing happening. I was like, all right, guys, well, I'm going to turn the boat around, and we're going to go back the same way we came, but just a 20 feet out further, you know? <clears throat> so we make it a third of the way back around the point, and Ryan hooks up and does everything right. Strip sets, gets the fish in quick. We net him. That's his first muskie in the boat ever, you know? He's never touched one before. So that and, was cool. And he tied the fly too, right? He tied the fly on a fly he caught, yeah. Or on a fly he tied, caught his first muskie. So that was like... It's already a good day, and we've been there 40 minutes. So we finished going around the point, and pretty soon I hear, rawr, rawr, rawr. I look back, and PJ is like, God damn it. What do you mean, God damn it? What, what happened, Peach? He said, I had a muskie on. I was like, you didn't tell us. You didn't say anything. He's like, yeah, I had it on for about four seconds. It was big. It was a big one. Oh, you got to tell us, man, that we can get the net ready for you. He's like, I got off anyways. Don't worry. But he said that fish was like 40. I was like, man. So that that's good. Everyone's getting action. I was like, all right, guys, we're, we're moving fish. It's a good day. Let's go try some new water. So we went up over a, a weed bed. And, you know, we we're fishing it, not seeing much. We're just casting out into a weed bed, just stripping above the weeds. And pretty soon, I see PJ go tight again. He's like, I got one. I'm telling you this time. And then the fish buries in the weeds and pops off. Kind of like the the bass that you had the other day, Mark. So, I was like, all right, guys. PJ, you have nothing to hand. 
but you've hooked two musky. And Ryan's landed one. It's like, this is cool. This is a good day. And by this time, it's like 8.30. You know, it's, it's still super early. Like, this is great. What style fly was he fishing? Oh, yeah, I do remember, actually. It was, it's a standard musky fly, just like bucktail, feathered out the tail, and more bucktail. And body, didn't it have body, was it body tubing? But it had a body tubing head. Mm-hmm. So, and this is going to come into play in a little bit. But he tied it on a hook that was too small. So the hook gap wasn't there. So he put a trailer hook on like the bass guys do on spinnerbaits. Like with the rubber band that goes over the eye. And put it up like that. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that until half hour later when he hooks his third fish of the day and gets it into the boat. But he was having a little bit of issues getting it out, getting the hook out. And I was like, I went back and I uh, I got the fly out of its mouth. And he picked it up, getting ready to take some pictures. And I was like, PJ, there's a hook in the bottom of that fish's mouth. Like, in here. He's like, oh, that's my trailer hook. Give me them pliers again. <laughs> so the trailer hook came off of the fly hook when we, uh, jeez. It was a train wreck. But, you know, <laughs> between getting both hooks out and paparazziing the fish, I think it was back in the water in 27 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so it was, it was good. And he was happy. Happy as a clam. All smiles. The whole boat was smiles all day. We end up leaving there and going, getting tacos and drinking Modelo's. Ryan went home. We came back here to do this show for me to delete, delete this seg- segment. And uh, I think PJ went home and ate tomahawk, tomahawk steaks. Ooh. Yeah. Don't feel bad for that young kid one bit. He was like, I don't know what I'm going to do today. We, we floated with him today. You know, we're going to know a little later. And I might just go home and take a nap and... Man, to be young, you know, 23, not have any worries, no kids, no house, no mortgage, no nothing, no. <laughs> I took a nap today when you guys got here, and I got rained on. <laughs> Fuck, where you sleep outside? Yeah, I was sleeping on, by the pool house. <laughs> it started raining. When the sun is, like, directly to me here, it's I'm baking. I can't even be in it, man. The sun's hot right now. It is. It's aggressive. So... Well, we got about a minute and a half till we have to give Aaron a call. So I say we take ourselves a break, give Aaron a call, and then come on back. Yep. This time our second segment will be here. Promise. And we are back with Aaron Aaron Latira. What's going on, Aaron? Hey, not too much. I tried my best, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Aaron, do you want to give a, a quick background of yourself for uh, for any listeners that don't know who you are? Yeah, I'm I'm in Western Pennsylvania. I'm in from Newcastle, so I'm not I'm like 45 minutes uh, south of Pittsburgh. Um, started fly fishing North? and that when I was younger, and then kind of you know did some other stuff, did like regular bait and all the other stuff, and then um, it was about uh, maybe like five years ago I kind of got into fly fishing, and it was just like. Um, almost by accident my father-in-law he liked to go up and steelhead fish and i mean i went to edinburgh and i never actually went up and steelhead fished erie like in the four and a half years i was there so i went up i got hooked um we were fishing bait and then all of a sudden i watched some guy coming through with a fly rod 
And he was just like one after another. And I was like, Oh my God, what is this magic? And, um, they, you know, it's not magic, but, uh, that's how I got into doing that. And then I started tying my own flies, which were terrible. You know, I thought they looked great. I have a few of them. Yeah. Sucker spawns. I mean, I don't know how you can mess that up, but they look like just balls of garbage, but you know, I thought they looked good at the time and, um, started, you know, progressing into making materials and, and things that, um, colors and things that I couldn't find, you know, it, just stuff I wanted to do. And then it kind of went from there that, um, I started offering it, um, for a while I couldn't give the stuff away. And then in one day, uh, <laughs> I couldn't uh, stop selling it. So it was like uh, almost overnight. Um, one day I, I was looking at like, I was looking at like a 2,400 bag order of stuff. And I thought, you know, I thought I was ready for that. And um, I honestly, I, I realized at the time that I was like, Oh my God, I, I got to figure out a better way to do what I'm doing because it was taking like forever. Was, was there something special that happened that, uh, yeah, my, there actually my... was. Um, I started making. A guy had asked me to make like a streamer dubbing, um, uh, like maybe three or four inches. So I started playing with that, and I started out with basic colors generally. And uh, he actually had he actually had interviewed. He, he was doing like like um, interviews of different flat tires, and um, Oscar Hagen, uh, I think, over in Sweden. Uh, he was selling him some stuff and he goes, Hey, do you mind if, uh, you know, you throw some of those bags in and I'll give them, get them to him. So I threw some bags in and he liked it. And he's friends with, uh, Nicholas Bauer, which, uh, is heavily big, big pipe guy over there. Uh, he's one of the owners of, uh, fly dressing. And then from there he contacted me and then his, his other business partner contacted me. Uh, we worked out a price and, uh, Within like a couple of days, I was looking at like a 2,400 bag order, and um, I had to I had to actually upgrade everything that I was doing because it was like I, I wasn't actually really prepared for that. You know, I thought, I, oh yeah, that's nothing, and then I'm, when I actually started doing it, I was like, oh my god, um, I really really need to find a better way of actually doing this. Which you know, over time, um, the last three years, I've I've found things that worked things that didn't a lot of a lot of error and um i've got it down pretty good now um i'm still looking to up, upgrade equipment and expand uh actually build a few things a few jigs and things that would actually help me cut a lot of time off of what i'm doing even the even the um the workshop i set up um it's it set up all for for speed uh i basically have Right now, I have about a 30, 30 feet of workable table space, and it's all in a U shape. So any any given time, I can grab from here, there, there. Um, I don't have to take many steps, almost like commercial time. Um, the more things you can eliminate, like you wouldn't think it, like if I walk across the, the floor to get something over here, I'm, I'm wasting time. Um, it, it's all about time, trying to cut down and get it done as fast as possible. And then, I mean, there's a process to everything. Um, I have to prep certain things and it just went from there. Speaking of time, how much time do you spend a day doing this? Um, a lot of times, a lot of times I, I put in, 
if I'm really busy, it's between eight and 12 hours on, um, if I'm working on like really big orders, like if, if I got like 2,500 bags to do and, um, you know, I could cut the time down some more when I upgrade my equipment, but, um, it, it realistically, I could probably do between, um, 300, if I really push it, maybe 400 bags worth a day. You know, I mean, I go through pounds. I actually buy flash by 10 pounds and, um, I probably go through maybe 20 pounds of flash a year so far. I did, uh, about tw- roughly about 20,000 bags of dubbing between the United States and over every stuff going to Europe last year. And that spans across. Most of it was the, uh, the Magnum dubbing, the large streamer stuff. Uh, but, uh, some of the other stuff like the glow and the dark, um, like a small fine, like uh, a squirrel synthetic mix, uh, to, um, between that and the only reason I kept track of that is um, the product bags that I ordered. That's I ordered about twenty thousand bags, and I went through those last year. And and the only thing that goes in them are the it's the actual dubbing. So that's rough, that's a rough estimate of what I did last year. So how many different types of dubbing do you make? Oh, quite a few. I have um, I have a, a glow in the dark squirrel, which is basically squirrel mixed in with a glow in the dark dummy. Um, I call it D's nuts. Um, and they have some crazy names. Um, <laughs> a few, a few, uh, a few shops carry it as that over here. Um, one asked me to change the name, which I had no problem doing. I changed the labels and just called it like luminous squirrel because they said they have older customers, you know, and I get where they're coming from. You know, I, um, I have a fifth grade, um, mentality sometimes but you know it works out <laughs> you've been perfect at this table <laughs> uh, but um yeah uh, my wife sees some of the stuff i post and she says oh my god what's wrong with you you know she like acts like i'm peter pan but you know you know at the end of the day there's a lot of guys I, i'd like to have humor in the stuff i, I don't want to be like you know clear-cut dry uh, if i can't have fun doing it it's just it, you know you know, I, I, I'm not the guy that this just wants to be straight face all day. <laughs> if you're not having fun, it's just work, right? Yeah. And then, um, like I said, I have a, I have a regular glow. I have a blown a dark. Um, it's like almost like I call it luminous streamer fiber. It's a big, a uh, big long dubbing. I'd say it's like six, seven inches long for big pike, eight, big pike stuff, and you can use it for musty stuff. It, it's a lot harder to do. Um, I, I sell some of it. I don't push it really hard just because it's it's kind of a pain. It's kind of a pain to do. It comes out nice. It's just there's other things I'd rather be doing. Um, Is that like a tailing you know? material, or what are they using dubbing that length for? It's um, usually heads. Okay. Uh, a lot of those guys, what it, most of the stuff that's going over to, to Europe and some of the guys over here, they're using it for the heads on like big, big like pike and musky flies. Um, yeah, actually, a lot of guys too over here use it just to build the minnow, like uh, to build like just minnow patterns. It's basically that. Maybe you might use a little bit of marabou if you want, but you can actually just with uh, one material build like uh, minnow flies. I have a I have um, a pattern. Well, it's not even a pattern. It's uh looks like an emerald shiner it, exactly, and then that was all planned out that when it gets wet the actual colors match an emerald shiner 
Uh, you know, the, the back is called Emerald, Emerald Shiner. You use that, um, a little bit of cotton candy for like that little, you know, like that rainbow almost type little stripe and then just a pearl belly. And when it gets wet, it honestly, it, it mimics an Emerald Shiner because I do a lot of fishing in Erie when I have the chance. I not, not so much lately because I get pretty busy, but, uh, um, just minnow patterns you can use it on, on on stuff like that and a lot of the guys are using on um, like the heads instead of you know you can use laser dub laser dub it, it's similar to like a laser dub it, it's a lot softer and it has a little bit more flash and it's way longer so you're not uncomfortable saying laser dub and competitors dubbing no you know what you know what because uh, it's good stuff laser dub is great stuff i'm not it knocking is. it in any way um, Greg is a great guy. He's, I've talked to Greg many times and, um, he's actually called me and he said, Oh man, you know, congratulations with the business I'm doing. Um, he's a good dude. Um, you know, so I, I have no uh, problem saying that because he, he, they put out good stuff. Airline puts out good stuff. Um, it's great stuff. It's no way in a knock at all to their stuff. It's, um, you know, I tell people all the time if if they if they say about laser dub, I say use use it. it. It's good stuff. You know, I'm not going to sway anybody. If someone comes to me and says I'm looking for something and what I have does not fit what they want, I will actually tell them, you know, this would work out better for you. You know, I I I, I don't want to sell my soul. I'm not going to sell my soul for a buck. You know, so you know, if something's going to work out better for someone, I'll help them out, even if it means that I don't make any money at all off it just just help somebody out yeah i hear you man um we do see all the all the crazy goofy names that you post up on a uh, instagram yeah and they're all different colors but they all look very specific um mm -hmm. and you said you buy flash by 20 pound bags do you have like recipes yes like I, well what, what, what i found out a long long time ago is if i find something i like i write it down immediately i have i have uh I always compare it to um, the water boy when, when he has that book, he has the green book. I have a blue book and it has all the recipes. That's all my plays. They're, they're all in there. When I find something that really works that I really like, I write, I work the mix out. I get the mix worked out and I write it down because I have in the long stuff. I have 54 colors right now. I have 54 mixes that are different mixes. And if I didn't have that written down to go back to, even some of them I make all the time and I pretty much remember them. But if I didn't, I would forget. And do you have any hot colors? Like some that sell better than others? Do you find, well, and do you find yeah. this name, name recognition or are they actual colors that are better? Um, the colors, uh, there, there's, um, you're, you're always going to have your natural colors, like your white, your pearl color like that. That's always going to be a top thing. All your colors, like for belly colors, um, your dark, like, like black is always going to be just like a straight black, um, your, your, your more natural stuff. And then like, if, if they're using pike stuff, you're going to have like your, your, your hot oranges, your like flame colors. Um, but then there's, there's some with, I don't know if it's, it, they're good colors, but uh, a lot of people comment on the name. So I don't know if it's a combination that someone wants to just, you know, bust balls and say, look, I'm tying with homeless care bear today, you know, and, um, it, you know, they're good colors. And a lot of them actually start out as, um, 
a lot of them start out as um is I I don't even know how to say that like the homeless care bear. I thought it was a funny name. I saw something on social media talking about uh um it was a meme and it was uh it was it was uh, Ewok. It said they're just homeless care bears that sold their magical powers for drugs. And I was like, <laughs> man, homeless care bear. I am creating a homeless care bear. And that one actually developed by me trying to figure out what a dirty homeless care bear would look like. And that's what I based it off of. And it actually is a really good color and it is like one of my top colors. And it wasn't me trying to create something specific. It was me trying to create a homeless care bear. So that's like the movie Reindeer Games. They definitely came up yeah. with the name of the movie first. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, I would agree. So uh, do you delve into the brushes at all, or do you find a lot of guys putting your materials into the brushes? You know what? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I dove into the brushes, and they're not... Um, I, 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 had a, I bought a brush machine, and then sat there for like three years and just collected dust. I, I, try, I made maybe like one brush, and... Um, and I was like, you know what, let me try a planner with this. And um, I've done about 800 brushes this year so far. And there's been a demand for the brushes. It's just that, like, sometimes I get really busy and they're kind of time consuming. So certain times I, I try to work on brushes when I'm not busy with one thing. I try to add colors and update the pictures. When I first started making them, if you look on my website, some of the pictures, they're functional brushes and they were decent. They look decent, um, but as I go along and I remake, I have to make colors for orders or different things like that. I update the pictures, like the ones that I first started doing, to compare to what I'm doing now. It's like, I mean, after 800 brushes, you have to, you you can't help but getting to get better. So, um, it, it, it's easy to work with in a brush. It's just because everything's built in, like especially some of the the mixed colors that I have, like. Um, it's got the flash and everything in it. So basically all you're doing is putting one material in the brush. You're not adding flash. You're not doing anything else. You're just throwing one material in the brush. And how's the dubbing handle in a brush? Is it real super soft or? It's, 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 it's got movement. It's, it's soft. It's nice. A lot of guys make heads with it too, instead of having to do that. You can actually build different parts of the, the fly with it or, or if you if you really wanted to, you could just build a minnow pattern out of it. You could just wrap a couple times around and you're you're done. Um, it, it handles pretty nice. It's um, it's not um, it's not a stiff material. It, like I said, it has movement. It, it I like it. It works out pretty well for what I'm doing. Can we get a little tacky? I have okay. A, okay, I have a. We make brushes. And I have a, a flea brush that I use to yes. to brush it out. Do you have a certain brush that you use? Yes, I have uh, I have like a retractable dog brush, one that you can actually push the thing and then it pops the thing out and I can just scrape off the junk that I don't need. I just wipe it off so I don't have to take another brush and brush it out. And I, to be honest, I don't even know what it's called. It's blue. I bought them like, I don't know when I bought them. I bought them from somewhere and I just have them. But um. I know with, with the brushes, it's just a lot of brushing. And the, the one thing I can say when I'm making the brushes is everything that I want to do with a brush has to be done before I cut it off. Because if you cut it off and stuff is trapped, there's no way. It's like almost impossible to get it out after that point. Yeah, I, I've never made a brush out of 
like softer material like like your dubbing. I only use weave hair and it's relatively yeah. stiff. Yeah, it's um it's it's basically what I'll what I'll do is um I'll spin it a little bit enough to trap it, then I hit it just to pull out some of those fibers because it, it does want to get tend to get trapped in there and then I hit it hit it some more, give it a, another good brushing, like picking the top, the bottom out, and then I'll do it a third time. And actually actually on the, the thing I have there's a there's a the hole for a pin and when I hit that it's done. I, I gauge every brush off of that. So every brush gets the actually same amount of turns, spins in it. And um after that when I brush it really good to, almost to the point of breaking the brush. And I've br- I've I've made the mistake that you know I went too hard and I broke brushes off of the machine and then they're almost impossible to break brush out. But um I'll brush it another time up and down on the top then one side to the other side and then one more picking out and usually that's good that brush is good everything is picked out you can actually see the wire going through each side then i'll put on a flat surface and then i brush out one side the other side and flip it over the other side the other side and they're just and there's a perfect separation and with the brush what are these like typically like three inch brushes or these are about four inch brushes and by 15 inch length So there you get a pretty big brush, and I do them like by a six-pack. So you're actually almost getting seven brushes because a lot of the brushes that are out are only about 12 inches long, and you're getting 15 inches and six brushes. So you're actually almost getting basically seven brushes worth of material out of it. And you could do those in like any of like you were talking about earlier with the colors. You could do them in any of the blends that you have already. Oh yeah, um, I can do them in any of the blends. I even do them in uh, one. What is it? I I call it a big rat brush. It's basically the same length. Everything is is the other ones, but it's a different mix. It's some of my Magnum dubbing, um, some alpaca actually blended in, and then full length like as long as I can get squirrel length uh the squirrel tails the longest tails i can get um that's cut everything and that that is actually everything is blended in with the flash and it just looks like it just looks like an animal <laughs> it, it just looks like really i don't know but bu- really buggy but a, a big big brush long and furry so so you do all this uh all this dubbing making are you yes. put, are you putting any of the dubbing to the test in a tie in flies? Yeah, I do when I get a chance. Uh, I used to tie lots of flies. Now it, that kind of takes a backseat to when I get a chance to steal time away to actually do that. So my box is it's different. I, my boxes used to always be full. Now now it's when I get a chance. I do as many as I can. I uh, try to store them away so when I can steal some time and actually get out and fish, but. Um, yeah, I do. I, everything that I do, I've put into flies. Um, I, 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 I've tied it. I've tested with it, like what I want to do in flies to make sure, because if it doesn't act or, or do what I want it to do, I just don't, I don't sell it. Everything that I do and I offer for sale, I've, I've put into something or I've tried out just because I, if it doesn't work, it's pointless to do it. Because if someone buys it and it doesn't work out for them, they're not going to buy it again. So why sell junk? I, I saw you down at the uh, the Cabin Fever. Yes. And did you have the, the minnow that had the, the little egg in front of it? Yes. That was that was years ago. Yeah, I actually do really well with that. 
That's not a hot secret, is it? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 I call, I forget what it, uh, what did I even call it? I call them regurgitated minutes. It's actually the uh, pom-pom. There's the smallest ones I can get. I, I, I don't know what millimeter. I don't know if it's like five millimeter or whatever, or maybe smaller. It might be three. Um, and, and that is just basically a sewing needle. Uh, you can put as many as you want on there. You have to hit the direct center of it. Like you, it'll be hard to pop through. And I actually put a rubber glove on. I look like a weirdo. I have a rubber glove on just so I can get a grip on the needle. And I popped a bunch of them through. And then it's just like 30 or 15 pound mono. And it basically, uh, I thread, thread the mono through the eye and I fold it over and then I pop it through and then I hit it with a cautery gun and it melts it right back onto the thing and it's done. And then I use, I make a bunch of those up and I tie them off to the one side of the minnow and just, you know, stiff enough that it's not going to, you know, have a lot of play. And it, it, it doesn't, uh, it's not the greatest, um, Aero, but aerodynamic in a fly, but I'm not stripping it. I'm basically drifting that. And I've taken that to New York and I've caught Atlantic salmon. I've caught browns. I've caught steelhead. I've caught everything on it. And I've taken it to Erie. I've caught, I've caught everything on it. It's, um, and it's basically just a simple fly. It's just, um, uh, mono eyes. Uh, and it's just like a flash. Uh, it was, I can't even remember what it's called. It's, Orvis has a thing. A lot of them have a different, um, different like type long, like, like almost like a flash to it. And a lot of times I'll just, if I want colors, I'll hit it with a Sharpie. I'll make them all like the, like a pearl color and just hit the tops with a Sharpie or a, or a marker. But it's, it's a really simple fly. It's only got like three materials in it. And I've done like, I always have a ton of them in my box when I'm fishing for steelhead. Do you find that the, the Sharpie or other magic marker fades or do you have, you a, know what, a preference? It, it, you know what? I haven't really, really found that, um, it was bleeding and stuff with the Sharpie. And a lot of times after you fish them, so many fish anyways, they're going to get destroyed. So I'm not really concerned with that. I know that the Copic markers are really good, um, for that, for that purpose. But a lot of times I have like, an ungodly amount of Sharpies laying around and I'll just grab one and do that. And I really haven't had a problem with, with, with stuff bleeding through. And I try not to get the boxes wet because that, that, um, you'll get bleed through with different things with, if you get your, your entire box wet, but, um, and don't let it dry out. But, um, I haven't really had a problem. I figure I, I lose them, lose more of them before I'm going to actually have that problem. Yeah, I feel you on that. I lose a ton of flies steelhead fishing. Yeah. That's why I quit doing it. <laughs> yeah. Spend <laughs> more time tying up when you go steelhead fishing, it seems like. So uh, you started dyeing deer tails as well, didn't you? I just started that, and I did that when my wife wasn't home just because I didn't want to hear anything. Like, she, you know, what are you doing? I actually went out and I bought a separate, like, you know, I bought, separate like uh pots and stuff for that just because i i didn't want to hear anything that my wife said oh my god you died something in one of our pots so oh chad hears uh, it all the time yeah chad isn't that uh, smart (laughs) yeah i um um it was new i I basically uh, i knew a guy that has done a bunch of tales and i basically picked his brain for stuff uh went on the internet um 
And I had a bunch of tails. My uncle had been giving me tails for like three years and they had just been sitting in a tote, a, a, a separate like Tupperware tote. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should do something with these tails. So that's what I did. I started dyeing them up and um, I went through all the tails that I had. I had about 17 tails and, um, and then, uh, they, some, he dropped some tails off me for me the other day. And this fall, I may look into like buying some from a processor or something and going down that rabbit hole. I haven't decided yet. And my wife's not real thrilled, but, uh, we'll see what happens. Can I give you a word of advice? Yes. Okay. Get an old washing machine. Okay. Yeah, that's what you want to use to wash your deer tails. Okay. Don't <laughs> do not I stress do not do it in your wife's washing machine. No, no, no. Well, th- these were small batches. It was just to try and see what if I even wanted to do this. And I had actually even bought this. Uh, I went to the dollar store and brought this. Uh, there's aluminum little whatever tub things that like people make casseroles and just to just to have something to soak and wash them and just to, just to try the small batch of stuff that I was doing. And, um, I, I, you know, I've already realized that, you know, if I want to do a lot more, I'm going to have to come up with something different, but, um, it was uh, just a trial to see if it was worth it. And if it was something that I wanted to continue to do. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Mark, Mark and I, we've done quite a few this year. Um, <laughs> like three, 400. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a lot. Uh, like I said, um, and then that's another rabbit hole too, but just because of the, uh, trying to get color blends that I'd want to match, maybe try to match some of the stuff with some of the dubbings and stuff I do. And you know, that's time consuming. <laughs> there you go. Start making bucktail brushes with your dubbing mixed yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> We're idea men here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen guys do that, put, um, put the bucktail into them and it looks really nice. Um, I just, I haven't tried that yet. You know, it might be something down the road I want to do. So can we go to the brushes a little bit? You made a video, correct? Yes. About how to do that. What gauge wire are you using? Um, I use between, it depends. Some of the, some of the predator, like the big ones like that, I'll, I'll use the highest I'll use is like 28 gauge because anything above that is too stiff. Um, most of the time I use 32 though, 32 gauge. Cause I can use that. The 32 is pretty universal. I can use that for the bigger predator brushes. And then if I want to make some like small little buggy nymph brushes to like throw on something, um, I'll use the 32. So basically it was whatever I can get my hands on. If I'm doing the big brushes, it doesn't matter. I can go 28 to 32, anything above that. It's just, it's too stiff. It's like, it's like a coat hanger after that. Yeah, I, I found 30s about my sweet spot. Yeah. And are you doing any small brushes, like for guys tying nymphs and woolly buggers and stuff? I, I've done some for myself. I I, I thought about offering them, and I, I just, uh, I'm going to play with it. I, I've made some for myself. I just haven't put them up and offered them just because I'm, I get, I get pretty busy, and I know if I put them up, it, it sounds pretty bad. I know if I put them up, I'll probably have a demand and sell them. I just, I got to do that when I have a little bit more time to actually build up a stock instead of just throwing them up. I've done that before, throw stuff up, you know, right away. And all of a sudden I got a ton of things and then I've got a ton of orders for them. And then all of a sudden a big giant order comes in. Now I'm like beyond busy, like 
pulling my hair out and I, I was like, Oh my God. And that's what, that's how it always happens when you're not busy, when you're not busy, um, the orders, you know, guys don't tend to order, but it's, it's, the moment you get busy, it's like people can sense that. Not that that's a bad thing. I, I'll never complain about being busy, but it's like people can sense that and they'll order stuff that like I have colors that are good colors, but I don't keep them stocked up as much because I don't sell as many of that color. And then some guy will order every color that I do not have stocked up. Like, you know, stuff that I don't sell regularly, the guy, this guy will come along and he'll just order exactly everything that I do not have. And then I have to make everything up. He, he wants a half a dozen bags of a African area, weaponized African honeybee. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, um, we've talked about Erie fishing. We've talked about dubbing. Uh, do we want to talk about a little bit of local fishing, what you're doing in Western Pennsylvania? Like, what do you, what do you enjoy to do around here? What I, mean, what I enjoy, what I enjoy to do around here is basically anything that I can get out for. Like I'll, I'll do bass if I can, you know, I love smallmouth fishing. Uh, Neshannock Creek is, uh, I mean, I'll fish all, I, I like to wade, even though, you know, there's, there's some big smallmouth in that creek. Um, you get a lot of small ones, but it's fun to go to, you know, take a day where you just walk, you just, you just get in and just wade and just keep growing and just, you know, that, that it's fun. I've always loved the smallmouth fish. Um, I actually, uh, panfish. I, I love to do panfish too when I can, uh, I'll get out. Um, and then, um, a lot of times, like I said, I'll go below the Shenango dam just because it's a mixed bag. Like you, you don't know what you're going to get. You, you get walleye, there's, um, pike and muskie in there. There's, there's everything. There's even some, uh, the hybrid stripers in there. Um, I've caught, I, I don't know if they still stock that or not, but I've caught trout in there. Um, it, it's just fun because sometimes you don't know what you're going to get down there. And sometimes I just like to do that. Just, uh, whatever I catch is, is, is fine with me. The answer is no, they do not stock that anymore with anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, uh, that's what, um, someone was telling me. I, I, mean, I haven't been down there for, for, I don't think I even went down there last year. Um, I was really busy. Um, I haven't really gone out too much this year even. So, um, so what are, that's the one, what are your preferred methods? What are you, what are you doing when you usually hit the streams? Are you throwing like smaller streamers tied with some of your dubbing? Well, well, well when I'm fly fishing, I, I like to throw streamers or, or like crayfish or stuff like that. You know, I'm not opposed to like, I do, I do have spin gear and you know, different times I'll go out and just throw plugs and stuff like that. So I'm not like totally like some of these guys are just die hard, just fly fishing, which, you know, I, I, I do both. But I prefer fly fishing, and it wasn't always the case. I actually had to leave my—I actually had to leave my my spin gear at home and just take the fly rod to force myself to get better with it because it, it was almost like a crutch. If I knew I had like a spinning rod there and I wasn't doing well with the fly rod, I would just grab the spinning rod. So I like to do catch stuff that I tie, you know, on flies that I actually tie myself because it—I yeah, mean, it's, it's rewarding. And I'm like, oh man, that worked! I can't believe that. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, that's something we've never had a chance, opportunity to ask um, a, a material maker. Uh, you said you like to gear fish a little bit. Is there any yeah. a, any application for your dubbing in the gear world? Yeah, like, I've actually had guys um, 
that I had known. They'd fish for, um, I sent some stuff up to a guy from Canada. He fishes a lot of spoons for salmon out of his boat. And, um, what was that? I actually the, the was, uh, I actually tied on his, I, I tied up a bunch of trebles for, on his trebles. I tied glow in the dark just to, cause he likes to throw them at night. And, um, the, the treble was almost like, you know, sort of like, uh, was like a bucktail or something like that trailer or something. I tied a trailer uh, off of that and he did really well. I don't know if it was just, if it was because what he was doing or what, you know, what, if, if it had any, it, I don't know if it had any impact on what it did, but he said that he had a great time with it. And, um, I've done that. I've tied stuff in it. it jigs there's guys that buy it to actually tie jigs i have a guy up in canada that ties an ungodly amount of jigs and he buys he buys my dubbing to put in in his jigs that he sells and and he and he fishes all the time and he's always posting pictures of uh, big walleye you know perch all kinds of stuff and um so so there's jig makers that actually put it into their stuff too uh, i've played with it a little bit on my own and put into some of my stuff that I like to fish. So, I mean, it, it crosses over. I'd put that stuff in some steelhead jigs, man. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty buggy. I like that. Uh, a lot of flash, high flash, probably make a sweet, uh, minnow pattern. Maybe like a, I don't know. Epoxy, yeah. 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 I definitely. I mean, you definitely, uh, it's a good application for it. So Jace, uh, or Aaron, Jace is our yep. resident pinner who likes to uh, jig fish under pin. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to start jig fishing under the fly rod. I'm just going to well, let know everybody know. I've that, actually, that was your five uh, I know some guys that pin, you know, and uh, joking aside, you know, uh, I always bust their balls, you know, you know, they bust my balls about fly rod. I bust their balls about pinning. At the end of the day, I really don't care what you do or what you do. Just as long as you get out and fish. But, um, I've actually made, um, emerald shiners that were weighted so he could actually fish them under his pin. Um, and he, he did really well with them. So, I, you know, it's, you know, it's fishing to me, you know, guys will always do it, but I mean, I'll bust people's balls, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I don't care what you do as long as you're having fun. Hey, you're allowed to be honest. Cause we make fun of him about every single chance we get. <laughs> well, no, I do. I do. Every chance I get, I make fun of the, the guys. I, I, I like but, spinning uh, rods, man. I it does, you know, rides. it's not like, I have I don't have hate. There's people that have like hatred out there, but I, I don't. I it's just at the end of the day I'm bust you know, I like the bust balls. As long as they have etiquette, it's all right. Yeah. Honest to God, have you ever tried to cast it, the the pen rod? No, you know, I've never I've never tried I've never I don't own one. I, I've never tried it. I've never been fishing with a guy that has actually been using it. I, I've I've been fishing where a guy thought that he could uh, fish the entire walnut creek or elk creek where he thought he could stand at the top and Had drift through everybody's run. line. And you just have to tie on like some heavy tippet and you snag them up three or four times and they stop drifting it through there. <laughs> you know it. Spoken like a true, true Erie steelheader. What do you yeah, think? You, well, you know what? You got to, uh, it's different. You know, so you see these, some of these guys talking about etiquette. I'm like, well, it's elbow to elbow and sometimes you have oh, to yeah. be an ass, you know, cause there's people that are ignorant. I've had a guy when we were fishing early in the year, we were throwing spoons at, um, uh, off a walnut, you know, just cause it was early and we wanted to get out and they weren't in close enough. And uh, some guy actually old man sat in my chair 
there was a chair. <laughs> he sat in my chair. Like I was like, I look over and he's sitting there, and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and uh, you know, I didn't want to be ignorant. And uh, your we, we told him we're leaving. We're going to be leaving in a minute. And what he does is he casts out and snags my brother-in-law's line. So my father-in-law was with me. He goes, hold on, I'll get that for you. And he took his scissors and cut his line off. And it took him like, cause it took him like, it took him 20 minutes to tie that on. So apparently it was going to take him another 20 minutes to tie on. Now <laughs> the guy was, the guy was an ass in the first place to do that. You know, we told him we were leaving, being nice. And you know, he comes down and just sits in the chair, sits in someone. I don't know who sits in someone else's chair. Apparently this guy, but, um, Hey, whatever you 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 act like that, you get what you get. Don't you love it? That's that's the appeal to fishing down there, right? <laughs> no, I, you know I, I I don't like that type of fishing, but a lot of times if if that, that's the only time I can get out or something like that, I'll go. I used to go on the drop of a hat. I mean, I fished a snowstorm once up there, and um, there was nobody. It was so windy and so cold, you couldn't even pull your hands out for like five minutes. My father-in-law stood up. He had a chair, and it blew into the water, and it was gone. It was either save our gear or the chair. So the chair was gone. Some guy come, and he was all drunk. From He was drunk up from the bar in Erie, and he comes. He goes, hey, you guys doing any good? So, of course, we lied, and I said, yeah, we, we, we just had one. It grabbed the thing, and it ripped the damn chair in the water. And the guy was like, oh, my God. And he ran his truck and grabbed all his stuff, and he was – he I was, bet you he, he wasn't for cold. Like two minutes, and he said, "Man, I'm out of here." And he goes, "You guys are hardcore." And then we went and slept in the car after that because it was too cold. We went, we figured we'll hit uh, elk in the morning or something, where it was at least a little, a little bit of a wind break. <laughs> Man, did, do you ever remember fishing that before they had the gauges on there? I don't know. I, I don't know exactly when they put. I started fishing it like in maybe like 2007, so I'm not exactly sure when. Like I said, I, I went to Edinburgh and I never fished steelhead before that. And it, it actually, when I was gonna, you know, engage to my wife, is the first time I ever went with my father-in-law. We went up there, and um, I was like, I liked it. I was like, oh my god, this is great. Even with the the people and the crowds, I was like, this is this is awesome because I hooked into a fish and there, there's uh, mint silver going crazy, and I was like. You know, and then of course, after that, you know, we keep talking about what, what's the next thing. He's like, well, we should go down and fish stripers out of the ocean. And, you know, we haven't done that yet. Um, there's been talks about it, but like, you know, on a drop of the hat, let's just go, you know, and it, it's a little bit harder now. I used to go before. I used to just run on the drop of, drop of the hat, but then you got two little girls and, you know, my wife, you know, she's, she's good with, you know, going fishing and everything like that. But, uh, it doesn't fly like it used to. <laughs> I remember the first time I went up there was, I went with Jay, and I think it was like 94. That was way yeah. be, way before we had the internet. Yeah. So it was like, all right, you wait till two days after it rained, and it should be good by then. And yeah. It was all just a crapshoot. I remember making five or six different rides up there, and then just turning around and coming home. Oh, yeah, okay. well, uh, I... I used to do, I used to run up for, I would go up and I'm like, well, whatever it is, we're just going to do it. And, um, I'd get up there and, you know, sometimes it'd be good and sometimes it wouldn't. And, um, I don't know. It was, it was like, we had a chance to fish. I'd rather be fishing than like sitting at home or, you know, at work. So, and, and I used to do that. I, I've done that before too. 
I'm guilty of that where I called, I, I, I called off before, um, I went up to fish and then the next morning I said, you know, what? I'll get, I'll drive home and I'll go in the morning. And then it was, we thought it was going to be good. And I called, it sounded like I was in a wind tunnel. I was like, yeah, I'm sick tonight and I'm not going to make it in the morning. And, and he goes, Oh yeah, you're sick. And it sounded like it literally sounded, I probably should went in the car. It sounded like I was in a wind tunnel. Like, I, I don't know if anybody has like hurricanes inside their house, but apparently they don't. So, you know, as sketchy as it was, you know, it never affected them, you know, believing me or, you know, going along with it. Oh, yeah. There were a few days uh, up there with Chad saying, oh, you know, work will just have to do it without me. I'm not going in tonight. They're done. We're just killing them. So. Definitely do it when you're young because it doesn't matter now. Definitely skip some school for for some trips to fish for the steelhead man it, it's pretty addictive once you get that that little bug right yeah yeah well the, the, I, I told i told my wife i said you know thank god that i didn't find it when i was up in erie or up at edinburgh because i probably would have flunked out of school i would have never graduated because i would have been there like every day if it makes you feel any better i went to penn state baron and yeah. did, did fail out because of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah not not that the, miller not the, light yeah, I can't say he didn't have help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of Miller Lite, what's the cheap beer of the week? Uh, I, You know what? My favorite beer, I like Icy Light, and that's just because I, that's all I used to drink when I was in Edinburgh at the fraternity. Oh, um, damn Yenzer. Because it, it, had to be, your- it, was, it wasn't anything special. It was just because they would buy kegs of that because they said that had the highest alcohol alcohol content and the cheapest they could get it in a keg. So that was really all that was. Um, I, You know what? I do occasionally drink Old German just because I like to reminisce because that's what uh, um, I used to drink a lot of Old German up at uh, Edinburgh. And basically that's like Iron City's bottom of the barrel stuff. It's got just a white can with a little German guy on the outside holding the beer. <laughs> that beer is terrible. B e i r. I mean, it, it's better than Stroh's, but it's not let, much. Let, let's be honest. If I'm off and I'm I'm in the pool or something like that, it's I, I'm not looking. I'm not looking for a high end beer. I'm looking to like drink something and gets get get screwed up and float on a pool uh, pool float <laughs> for the day. <laughs> Get all natterdayed up and <laughs> natterday. I I had that. I tried nat, natty daddies last night, and thank God that my wife um, could drive home because she. We went over to my sister's. Uh, they had something for her birthday. We went over, and she's like, "Come over, drink," you know. So we went over there, brought some beer, and um, she she had like a couple Bud Lights in like two hours, and I just I drank a lot of uh, natterdays. <laughs> and uh, I was like, hey, you, you're good, right? And she's like, yeah, why? And I was like, I, I don't think I can drive home. I said, you're probably just going to have to drive home. Because I'm and We'll not. pick the kids up on the way. You can pick it. We'll pick the kids up on the way home. Because they went over my uh, my mom's. So And her kids were my mom's. It was just adults there. So uh, I said, well, you can drive home and pick them up. And, I mean, they're close to where, where I live. Like, they're a couple blocks over my parents. So once we... Once we once we got home, it was a home stretch there, so I didn't drive anyways. But my wife, uh, she didn't care. She drove. This show brought to you by Natterday. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting white girl wasted. 
Yeah, that's well, that's, you know, that's I, white I like claw, it. buddy. I know I got a lot of guys that are that are beer snobs, and I'm not going to get. Don't get me wrong. I, I like I, I like good tasting beer occasionally, um, <laughs> but um, you right. know, I a lot of times I I post it up just because I like to get reactions too. I like to get you know I like to bust balls. They're like, oh, that's shit beer, and then I. And I say, yeah, it's the nectar of the gods. You know, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> well, why would they make it if they did what? Didn't yeah, what why, would they, it, right? why would they make it? Why would they brew it? It's, you know, and then I saw the Natty Daddies and I was like, it's 8% alcohol. Once I get past the few, t- you know, once you get past the taste of it after a few of them, it doesn't matter. You could be drinking rubbing alcohol and you're like, you're not going to taste it after so many. You're just like, hey, it is what it is. It's, it's wet and it's got eight percent. Aaron, you should have come up and done this live. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what. Well, here's the thing. Like I said, um, I'm on a Saturday. I, I, you know, I was very Saturday. tempted and I wanted to do that, but thank God I didn't because I didn't realize my wife had made plans like two weeks ago with her sister and everybody to come up to to Waldemere and um, I um, I totally forgot. I think she mentioned it to me, but I just forgot and. Uh, and she said, oh, I don't care. But I, like I said, I'm not falling into that trap because I've fallen into that trap before. I've fallen into that trap with a kayak. It was late at night. She was, you know, sleeping. And I was like, you know what I should really get? I should get a kayak to fish out of. And she goes, yeah, maybe. But I don't think we need it right now. Don't give me a soft maybe. Because that's... By now. That, that, yeah. Now. That's not, if you say maybe, that means that, like, Overnight. I can get out of that. Like, I can say, well, you said this, you know. So I've been through the eye of the storm. I ordered a kayak. It showed up, and I figured, you know what? I'm not going to tell her right now. I'll tell her in a few days. And my mother, my mother-in-law, probably was camouflaged. So I just said it in the back. It was it was camo, and and um, my mother-in-law asked my wife when she was talking to her on the phone because they they um they actually live right next door to us, and she said, "Hey, you guys got a boat?" And my wife goes, "What do you mean?" And she went outside and saw it. And she was yes, yelling some stuff. I don't know. I went outside, and she goes, what is that? And I said, you weren't supposed to see that. It was camouflage. And I started laughing. It wasn't funny, though. Apparently, it wasn't funny. You know, it really wasn't, I guess. But um, I that was like three or four years ago. Do you know that I, I, I honest to God, I love my wife, but um, I still hear about that. I, I think, I think when I'm an old it? man and I'm my, on my deathbed, in a hospital bed or somewhere, I'm still going to hear about that because I, you know, every time she says, remember when you bought that kayak and it, it just never goes, I think it's going to go away, but it never does. It's, it's always brought up at least a few times a year. Tell her, well, you gave me a soft maybe. Well, that's what it was. It was a soft maybe. That's like a yes. That's like a yes, you know? <laughs> Did you at least get some use out There's of not like no means no. If it was like no I could see that, but it's like maybe that that's definitely a yes. That's that's like that's like a frat guy's yes. That's like a frat guy's yes, a maybe. <laughs> Have you used it? You know what? Um I haven't actually got out and used it, so I probably didn't need it. <laughs> 
So that makes the story even better. <laughs> you know, I used it in the pool when I was drinking beer and testing it out. I was, you know, I fell off it a few times. But um, no, I actually, I actually need to get the the rod. I keep saying I need to get racks for my car so I can take it, and I just never have. And I've only taken it a few times in the pool, and I just get on it with the paddle and drink some beer and fall off it a few times, and then I put it back under the deck. And I say, um, I should probably use it this year at some point. Your pool parties remind me of a Will Ferrell in old school when he gets shot in the neck with a tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fucking dart your neck. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> Yeah, I definitely hear that. I it was the uh, sound of silence plays when I have pool parties, yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> So, Aaron, we can talk about this yes. stuff all night long, but we should probably let you get going back to your uh, your water park. Yeah, yeah, I, I probably should do that because they'll wonder what the hell happened. To me I know, maybe got lost. Driving home. <laughs> <laughs> so, where where can people go and check this dubbing out? Um, In your uh, it's uh, it's uh, on my website. It's www.americantideflies.com, and um, I have all the dubbings there. I actually just um, recently. In uh, the magic dubbing, which is about an inch length, and then the the magnum dubbing, which is the the long stuff, I actually added ounce bags too. Like if it's like a commercial tire or someone, because it, before those were just like an ask and an ask, and I would do it type thing. But let's be honest, uh, the guys that are tying tons of flies or commercial tires are the only ones that are going to buy that anyway. So I just kind of streamlined the process so I don't have to shoot out an invoice. If they need it, they can just go on and grab it. But the regular bags are on there, and then the stuff that I offer in bulk amounts are on there also as an option now, too. Cool. And that's where the brushes can be found also? Yeah, the brushes can be found on there also. And like I said, I'm updating some of the pictures on them as I go along. But um, the new, the, the newest uh, the newest brushes that I do are up front, and then the ones that are, don't look as great, um, those were like the first ones I did. I just haven't had a chance to update some of the pictures on them. And uh, on Instagram, where can people go check out these uh, these shitty beer pictures and all the? Oh, dubbing? Um, yeah, that's just uh, Latiro's fishing. That's uh, that's just like my last name and uh, the the fi- fishing. It's on it's on there. That's I made that before and it's, I never changed it. So, so if you want to fall into the trap, you guys can uh, go check that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a tranquilizer gun. If any of these little fuckers decide to freak out on the kids, I get to take them down. <laughs> get that right, mother. Oh, what? That's what I thought. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, be careful with that. That's the most powerful trank gun on the market. Huh, got her in Mexico. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. They say it can puncture the skin of a rhino from a hundred... <laughs> Ow! <laughs> oh! That is awesome! <laughs> Yes! That's awesome! What? You just took one in the jugular, man! Ha! Whoa! Yes! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god, I did! Is this bad? Is this bad? You should pull that out! That shit is not cool! Wait! Wait! What The dart, man. Got a fucking dart in your neck. 
You're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy. I'm so tired. <laughs> so, pool parties at Aaron's? What do we think, guys? We in for it? Get the dart to your neck. <laughs> Just as funny every time. <laughs> Listen to uh, sounds of silence. I know, all day on a loop. So, we uh, we broke up today and did a little bit of fishing independently. So, do we want to go over that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Oh, you guys also about, went on Wednesday. Yeah, I wanted to talk about, uh, we didn't get to talk oh, yeah. about the stickers we got. And the mugs that we oh, got, yeah. that all got cut out, too. We did talk about it, but it got cut out. Yeah, so uh, Matt Stockton, he sent us uh, some mugs and some stickers, you know, and they are amazing. Yes. I think everybody picked out their stickers, and, like, we all picked out stickers, one, one, you know, one by one or a couple by a couple. Nobody felt like they got Yeah, I, fe- I had, like, last all. pick, and I, I felt like I got the best ones. They are so awesome, man. That Some of that, like, a, it's kind of like a holographic musky. It's, it's weird. It's got shine to it it's a sweet mirrored like effect it's, it's like awesome. the old holographic baseball cards yeah it's fucking sweet dude i got a sweet one a couple of sweet ones they're all nice actually and the cup is uh high grade yeah like that ultra rare best best coffee cup i got hands down i used mine this morning you did i think it stole my pickup oh i have to get it out of your pickup before it gets lost and chad has two of them you can't imagine it's gonna take one before you lose it no it won't get lost it'll always be in the front seat of my car where all the coffee cups are. That's where all the coffee and gets or, drank. Or they're either in, <laughs> or one of you two's trucks. Yeah, yeah that's we, uh, uh, much love, though. We uh, we very much appreciate stuff like that uh, anytime and above quality on the, you know, artwork. Oh, the stuff. designs. Yeah. Designs on the sticker are just crazy good. Yeah. Thanks again. We appreciate it. The moment I deleted the segment last week, I decided to go around to the back of the computer <clears throat> and decal it with a, with a Stockton sticker. So, we are re- now recording on a Stockton-endorsed computer. <laughs> it's an HP. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys went fishing. You did a little bit of lake stuff on yeah. Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, we went out. And Mark was like, hey, you want to meet me after work on the lake? So, yeah, let's do this. So, our my wife was at a concert uh, with my daughter of JoJo Siwas, <laughs> a little kid. Why didn't performer. you go? My oh, my wife said it was hard enough for her. If you don't know who that is, you don't know. I don't know. Oh, you yeah, know you have a girl. I have a little boy, man. <laughs> if you if if there's any chance that they watch like Disney, then they would know. Yeah, who it she is, did, so. That's what I was telling her. She's a Disney was a Disney kid, but yeah. So they went down there to do that. So I had the night off. I know Mark's fam, uh, wife and daughter were doing. Yeah, some mine camping. were up in New York camping, so. They took a couple days to go up and figure we got and try to do a little bass fishing. That's a gift. I caught you a delicious bass. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Fat. Uh, but again, plan A didn't work. And kind of, I mean, we just, that was another, our weather's just been just crap this year. Because every time you get out like that, it was 20 plus mile an hour winds, so blowing you across the lake. But what we sat up in a tree. And kind of just started working deep on them again and just bouncing bottom. Pulled one out of there and shot around to the other end of the lake right before dark and did the same thing. Just kind of was fishing like a jig and pig right down deep. And you were fishing up high, ripping streamers across. And you missed a good one. You farmed a nice one right at the boat. Oh, yeah. Well yeah. done. Yeah, it was a good fish. Was mm-hmm. Bigger fish. I was pissed. Right underneath my feet again. 
Do you wave your rod again? Oh, oh same. Put like, your rod in like the air the and wave it like you just don't care. Exact same situation. I actually <clears throat> slapped a fly back down. Watch this fish just disappear into nothingness. Oh, he did. I mean, he trout said it, and then he smacked a fly hard enough down. He scared everything within like a mile of him. It didn't want your dirty seconds. No, no, <laughs> no. It wasn't just looking. No. What was so it? I got his green bass. Yeah. Large mouth. No. I think, I think it was a small mouth. Brown bass. Mm. But, it, you know, I I noticed that day when we got and even like it seemed like just when I started looking at the structure on the banks. Not even worrying about what was going on with even the screen so much and just fishing like what was in front of me, I felt like, and reading it. It helped like a little bit just because I felt like they were just hanging on structure like that and it wasn't like a deep enough water to really yeah, to have nothing. to use it. You were two, three foot in a lot of places we were sitting in. Yeah, four foot yeah. tops, yeah, yeah, five, maybe. Yeah, but that's like that last fish, Ruby, right after you missed that one. I was just fishing essentially just like a jig and peg. I mean, it was a double... Um, with a long twister tail on it, or um, uh, fly the Kylie. skin, yeah, yeah, fly skin tail, and a big extra large sculpin helmet, and I was like underhand casting and pitching it out because it was so doggone heavy. You're only what working 20 foot most, 15 foot mm-hmm. cast, so you really can't cast it out. It's just gonna splash and blow everything. So I was like underhand casting it, the pendulum cast, yeah, <laughs> and then just it out literally there. just pop. Pop, just letting it sit on the bottom, and you feel it so heavy, just hitting, and felt a tick. Well, it was the same thing that the bass guys were doing, pretty much. It, felt, it seemed like, you know, the exact same motion, yeah. just they're just popping something up off the bottom, like the guys that are on, you know, like a ranger boat with two bass rods. Like, I, you never see guys with fly rods in, in a ranger boat. Why is that? <laughs> because we have too much money spent elsewhere, <laughs> that we can't afford ranger boats. <laughs> There, I know, like I know for sure. If you wanted to compete, they have bass tournaments every, every damn weekend, every weekend, every. Oh, but that like yes. Oh, uh, you could. Well, I'm saying there's just people who are about that bass life, dude. Everybody got a sparkle boat. And if you don't, you want one. I used to fish those tournaments out of a tin can. I wouldn't be interested matter, in man. it people now. Do it. But in like a year or two of doing it for you know a while, just to see how you stack up on something, just for fun, it'd be cool to do one. Depends on where at. The lake you guys were at, we would get freaking smoked. It'd be a waste of time. We entry. would, but, yeah. but other that'd lake. also be the lake though that we spent a lot of time doing it on though, because it is right there. Yeah, I think I think like Chad was saying though, on certain waterways, really, wow! Imagine just a lot of open water, like a like a deep, like a Saint Sinclair or something. You know what well, I mean? Well, I You're think gonna... what you really need to do is you need to find a lake that we can get into secluded areas with having that small boat. That a lot of the glitter boats aren't going to go into. That you can they go find, everywhere. Yeah, you can find. Uh, we, we really need to find a swim bait fish. We need to find a lake that produces big swim bait fish. Easy as that. When you get those smaller lakes, it seems like you know you don't get the boats as much as you, but you get that kid on the kayak, or or you know like the real nice kayaks that have the pedals on them. That they, and I watch kids just go around those small lakes that we fish. And they're just peeling the smallies, or pe- you know, just peeling fish one after another in the same fashion. But you know, if they don't have a glitter boat, they have a laid-out kayak. I'm really starting to feel like you're in a Chinese buffet right now. <laughs> I'm like waiting for that picture on the wall, that waterfall, and all of a sudden start like rapid flow. Some lights in it. You guys uh, said you wanted geez. to come into something different. 
<laughs> you you hit the, the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> yeah, let's not even try a little bit. Let's go all the way out. <laughs> I, I'm typing Indian classical. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Oh my God, it's full sitar all the time. Wow! Yeah. I can now you even broke my. Can concept. we at least oh, follow so, it so up with something decent? So yeah, after second? after okay, cool. we, you know after we saw those fish, you know we had a little riffraff spot on the way back, and uh, dude, Mark got chewed off. Yeah, as soon as it hit the water, like, I felt something get tight, and then, like, I pulled, and it felt like that, like, drag almost, and you knew right where it <laughs> hit, it was like, it was right, I mean, it, it's just, it had to be a fish. Oh, yeah. And then I just strip, and it's, feel a head shake, and then, boom, pops. No, like a J, no, I'm like, no. That's, uh, I think I just got a bite. Yeah. Jesus, Bit dude, clean please. Off. Plenty of pike in there. I can't right? even, like, think oh, straight with that there. crap. <clears throat> Yeah, we weren't down far from where that uh, high wall mud flat is right there, and they tend to come up on that and, and feed. So this is much better. How big was the bass you caught? Eighteen, something like that, or well, yes, he is about that. Yeah, he was probably about a three pound fish, and then the, the one before it was uh, a little smaller. The no, same thing. I mean, that was just an SF Clouser with that one, just working a tree and kind of stuck the front of the boat up in far enough to where the wind wasn't pushing us and just could get to fly the whole way down and just sat and jigged it in the tree and worked it up and down a little bit. Yeah. Kind of something different, something a little challenging because it's out of our norm. So that was fun for an evening. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd do it a little bit more. Changes it up a little bit. And surprisingly enough, there was, what, four, maybe four boats on lake when we had nobody out in a week week and a half before that, I took my wife and daughter out in the evening. Same thing, no boats out. Speaking of your daughter, uh, we we went to uh, the spillway yeah. on Monday. And on the way home, I said, Macy, you want to catch a, you want to catch some bass? Yeah. Okay. So I had a little crankbait in the truck and a spinning rod. And we just pulled off the side of the road to a little creek that used to run behind my, my old house. So I was like, all right, Mace. We left my wife, my kid, in the in the truck, and they just sat in the air conditioning. Mark's wife got out and she stood up on top of the bridge and was watching. I seriously think we were at that bridge for eight minutes. Macy landed two smallmouth and hooked three more. We rode up into that creek today. Nothing. No. Void of life. No, she had a blast. <laughs> she enjoyed that. She could we go back to that place. Mark, no. Is that in our state? That, that is not in our I state. Say, I didn't think it was. That's why I took her. <coughs> she doesn't yeah, need a license. Need one. Yep. <laughs> That's a good idea. So, hey, like, you're 11. You don't need a license. Here's a ride. Go catch a couple of fish. Exactly. That was my game plan. But That's cool. That, Glad it worked. That was segueing into today. I, uh, I saw that rod this morning, and I was this close to grabbing it to see if something like today happened. If it was us or the, the fish, because if it was us, they would have hit on that lure. You know what I mean? But I left it at home. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's a tough call because, like you said, we split up. We both went our ways, and I mean, smallmouth wise, on my end, they were super active, and it was low clear water, which typically hard to get them to move on. You guys didn't have as much luck. No, and we had dirty water. Muddy. That's clear. Muddy water. That's clear for the the water we got. They're not muddy, no, but it, it was dirty water today. 
That's still still. What the heck dirtied it up? It hasn't rained in a week. I don't know, but it was dirty. Huh. Oh, I'm sure. Like big time dirty. That that river. It had it just. I, don't, I didn't think it was just the clear. color more than the like the not that there wasn't clarity. I just felt like it was a browner color. We had about eight inches of his. Gotcha. <laughs> well, how was that again? I don't think I had any do with to do with the clarity. It was like, just like, a browner color. I think color. it's like a, like instead of it being like a greener or you know it just it looks brown. It was brown. Did it have cloud? Was it cloudy at all, or was it? Nah, the was the shit was dissolved in it. Okay, but it was eight inches of his. So it wasn't like anything recent. It's just dirt. Yeah, it's just. I wonder how much of that though isn't from uh, the last three four days. I bet that's exactly. All that wind. wind chalked up the lake, and it's been starting to push all that water the whole way down through the lake now. I mean, because we've had 20-plus mile-an-hour winds all week long, and it's just chalked that lake up. Yeah, I, you, I don't know why it was like that, but that's a, a good theory. Last few days. Yeah, Ever since sense. Wednesday night we were on, it was good. Thursday was high wind, Friday was high wind, Saturday high wind, and it was fairly windy today. Not bad, but that we got that rain which cleared it out. How'd your guys' day go? PJ caught a smallmouth. We could still see the pickup truck. And then he didn't catch another smallmouth the rest of the day. <laughs> I caught one smallmouth halfway through, and, and so did Jay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, less than halfway through. And then we caught no more smallmouth. None. We did get reacquainted with a little hybrid hole, though. And put a little, put a little bit of a clinic on there. It was fun. Um, I got a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chad, Chad was putting on a fucking clinic himself. I'm glad I even got a fish. I was showing Jay where to cast. I was like, Jay, just do it like this. <laughs> like, just go over I here. Cast. I cast. I was just like, just do this. Let it swing out in here, and boom! I set the hook, and I'd already reeled two of these things, and my wrist was a little bit sore. The rod popped out of my hand. <laughs> but I was holding the the running line in my hand, so I got to grab the rod again, fought that fish to completion. Well, even before we hooked up, like or I hooked up on that one, uh, like it was it was almost had to just hold a net. I felt like I was just I didn't even have time for a second. I was like just you're holding, a caddy. I was just holding the net, man. As soon as I could, uh, PJ hooks up. As as Chad turns down, he down to uh, look at us. He just boom, one just smacks this fly. Two now we're okay. I got two. I, now I'm gonna net two fish. So PJ pull, pulls his in. It doesn't come in. It it actually swims out of the net. Jumps out of the net the first time. I'm like ah shit. <laughs> Grab it. Walk over to Chad. Chad pulled his in. It wasn't quite as big as the one PJ had, had on that time. And but two in the net at the same time. It was nice. Yeah, out of, size net too. out of all the hybrids we've ever caught, I've never seen a double. Two, two at once. Uh, saying not too many people doing the same, you know what you're going to do. You, but, you know y- what I yes mean? or no? <laughs> I fish alone, so I can't catch a double unless I put two <laughs> flies on. <laughs> okay, I got one more story from today before we, we let this go. So yesterday, oh, I, I've seen doubles. I got pictures of me and my uncle with doubles, just not not fly fishing. Okay, that that counts. Like I said, a double's a double. Oh yeah, doubles a doubles a double. Um, so my six weight, I just got repaired from Reddington, and then I went to Florida. 
I came back from Florida, and the tip was broken on it. So yesterday, I went to the fly shop. So you broke the tip in Florida yourself? No, I think it happened in baggage, because nine and a half foot rod, who's the asshole that bought that? Uh, I couldn't... I couldn't zip the the end of the rod tube, and I I know they they don't handle your baggage like it's their own. But when we were at the just checking our bag in, the lady threw it on the the cart. I'm like, oh god, that rod's getting broke, and it did. So uh, the tip, just the tip top was broke. So I went down to the fly shop. Just the tip. I went down yesterday and bought just the tip for the rod and zappa gapped it on. The guy's like, uh, if this doesn't hold, just zap a gap again. I said, eh, it's a utility rod. It, it's fine. Whatever. Got it to nine foot. Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> so, 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 you know, PJ, the guy we're fishing with, he's right. got like it, boy. He's got short, stubby little legs. His legs are about a foot and eight inches long. <laughs> Literally. And, and, <laughs> Love you, know, PJ. And, and Jed has a high, high side boat, you know? So I'm I'm literally looking at watching I'm literally bell. watching mm. this fucking thing gonna happen and I'm like, PJ, don't break the rods. PJ, PJ, when you when you get in, watch the rods. Don't break the rods. I say this what twice, three times. Don't break the oh, at least or, three. you sound like my wife. You said it at least three times. And I was like, oh or and crack I'm, or or break the rod <laughs> or break the rod. Either way, whatever. It was not my rod. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, but I, at that point, I felt bad. I'm like, oh, that was Chad's rod again. So now it is nine foot. It's going to be nine foot soon. That's the third time I've had this rod repaired in, like, three weeks. At least it won't At least it won't stick out of the rod rack in the raft anymore. Why don't you just send it back and ask them, please, can you just replace this with a nine foot? <sighs> I don't know. Nicely. I'm too proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put one more tip top on it, and if it gets broken again, I'll do that. But I, I hate... I've already sent it back once. It's $50. It's a $110 rod. By the time he sends it back, it's going to be seven foot fucking three. <laughs> it's going to be so stiff at the I end. I know, dude. He could have bought a Thomas and Thomas when he's done with it. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to have to keep spending nickels. But you're right, Jay. By the time I do send it back for repair, it's, it's going to be like one of the end of the tuna rods. Those <laughs> eyelets that I'm going to have on it. You'll <laughs> <laughs> stop putting the tippy tops on it and just breaking it off at the next uh, eyelet. I hate to laugh because I got two, two rods in a garage right now broke. I got mine. I have one too. In uh, a, a reel. Yeah, well, I went out today fishing with your five weight. Oh, thank God it came back in four pieces. Well, two. What's a four-piece rod? Oh, well, we had it in two. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're good, though. That was kind of neat fishing with uh, a little bit of a shorter rod. It is. That, that broadcast nice. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I'm glad you didn't take any of my lines that I thought were the right lines, because the right line for that reel that I was going to give you is sitting behind Jay. It wasn't even at my house. I threw a uh, just a regular floater on it, that's all, and did well. little sculpin helmet, stuff like that, but... <clears throat> now we fished, uh, floated a tributary that went into the river you guys floated today, and surprisingly, a large amount of steel holdover trout left in there. But the smallmouth action was great. I mean, if we need we needed more water, if it would have had about three, four more inches, it that was a, that been. was a no named creek, right? That's the story of my life. If I had three or four more inches, yeah, I'd be well, fine. This time it would have made a world of difference. But it's just, I bet we had to get out. 30, 40 times pushed boat or kick off something or stuck on this. And 
if you just had that little bit extra more and then you'd be able to keep rolling through. But you got to keep that now, keep that in the old, uh, you know, the old bank, the it's, memory bank and saying maybe a little earlier in the season if everything else is blown out. Well, not we can look that. to it I mean, in certain times of year. If you had a good rain in another couple weeks, you know, I mean, any time of the year, it's a... I, I was really surprised and impressed with the amount of smallmouth we saw. Granted, not a lot of large ones. I mean, I did catch a good one. The one you stung. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a picture of it for you. Cool. That was about cool. an 18-inch fish. Nice. Did yeah. you wave your rod in the air after you landed it? I did not. <laughs> this is what my buddy did. <laughs> so, Mark, you're, you're fishing with some guys that were using some different techniques today. Yeah. Different than I'm used to, that's for sure. Maybe one guy in the boat, uh, Nymphin. Was he, he bobbicating or was he tight no, lining? Tight lining. And he cleaned house through a lot of the runs. He'd stop, pull a few trout out, pick up a small mouth. With a fly line or with stall mono? You know, I don't even know. I have no idea. Uh, he was fishing a crayfish and stonefly. And the other guy was streamer fishing, but he had set up like a mono type rig that he used for pretty much like a universal deal. So when he wanted to, to nymph, he could? Yeah, he's fished streamers all day. Effectively. Did well with it. Fished good. I mean, everybody hooked up a lot, and we had a good... I mean, just, there was fish all around, but a little extra color and a little extra water would have made a world of difference. There was a lot of areas we were bumping fish in just because, I mean, it was just so shallow. You couldn't do nothing. Spooking with a line. So if you could have gotten a lot of areas and fished them a little better... I think we would have got that bigger fish to consistently hook up. So when that happened, were you throwing a longer leader? I ran the same thing all day. Just kind of just whatever. I always do. <laughs> yeah. I went uh, 20 to 8 off the start, and as always, first fish, I strip, bust it. I'm like, yep, that's enough. And I switched a 10-pound fluoro, and then I ran uh, 20 to 10-pound the rest of the day. But just a lot of, like, working slow. Little uh, like a crafter bait fish with the helmet, so saying, and just bouncing bottom and just working it across. And the majority of them are going to hit within the first few pops. Pausing, hitting mm-hmm. on pause, big pause. Yeah. Yep. Pop, 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 and then just let it sit. And they were hitting on that, or after the next one. Yeah, had a couple. I hooked up a nice one at the boat. It was probably 15, 16 range. That I was trying to kind of do one of them deals where I fight them right underneath the boat and. He wasn't having it. I'll tell you what. I learned a new knot right before I went to Florida. We can have knot talk. Hot knot talk. <laughs> the Slim Beauty. I love that knot. And the more you tie it, the quicker it gets. In the hybrids, I was running 20 to 15 for the leader. And I was trying to horse those fish, like hard. And I had no issues with that. And then PJ was taking some pictures of my first fish for me. And my my uh, clouser minnow got wrapped up around the log. And it was just ungettable. So I broke it off. And the 20-pound broke above the knot. So the 15 held, the knot held, and broke the, the mainline 20. Just something to think about. Even, man, even a 4-pound, four 4-5-pound, four you know, size hybrid, man... For a six weight, you're throwing a six weight like I had on, like I was using. Jeez, that's all. That's all. That's all you could want from it. It's 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 corking the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Taking doing whatever it wants, just pulling. 
It's a great undergun, they call that. Yeah, yeah, I needed an eight weight. Before I went to the fly shop yesterday, my game plan was to run my four weight butter stick today. Jeez. I'm glad that didn't have to happen. <laughs> that have been. I, I should have took that today. That would have been fun. But it was all I could handle on that one fish with that five weight of yours. That was, I needed a, I needed a six weight on that one. You need a nine foot five weight. Ooh, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a good fish. But it was right up along the right side. You know where that funnel is? As soon mm-hmm. as we went past that tree, I threw it up on the bank. Mm-hmm. It was like second strip, and it just hammered it there. And then went right deep on the edge of that pillar and just hung there. And we just kind of fought it. And every time it kept coming in, it just kept taking off. And it would come in again, and it would take off again. And it was just reluctant. That was one that was like, every time it got close, I was like, ooh. You could just feel it getting a little tight. Like, eh, I don't trust it. So, do we have anything else fishing related we want to hit on? What else do we have? <clears throat> I know Jay's about to embark on something on Tuesday that is going to change his life. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell? Mm, I don't know that I have. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> Bad News Bears. Yeah. Jay's going to be a youth soccer coach. Oh. I said it would help. I said it would help out. I told the lady it would help out. Because you thought you were going to be on my team. Yeah. (laughs) I'm figuring that I'll be on Chad's team. I'll just help Chad out. We'll beer together. No, no. I figured I'd help him out if he needed help. Probably sit on the sidelines because he probably won't need help. Speaking of that, Jace brought up a good point. Do not drink beer before you go. Oh, I'm no, dude. I know that. No, only because. Running around, jumping around, there's nothing worse than like beer sloshing around in your belly while you're doing high knees. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think I want to drink because I don't think I want the kids. <laughs> Jay's got to pee. He, he must drink that same stuff my dad drinks. <laughs> like every redneck yeah. in our town. But What's your you coach know. like? He never shuts up. <laughs> yeah. He, he just talks the whole time. He gives that fucker two beers and never shut up. <laughs> But when it's really sun- thinking it's something else. When it's really sunny out, I just go hide in the shade under his nose. <laughs> so, mom, <laughs> mom, what's the mother? <laughs> oh God, that's gonna be the end of Jay. Yeah. Uh, Where's your coach at? He went to help his neighbor with a skunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why does Why does Riley's grandma have to drop her off at uh, at soccer practice? <laughs> Jason Her thought. dad's not allowed Jay on the premises anymore. <laughs> he will no longer be back with us. Oh, I you have a new coach. <laughs> like I said, I was in your same shoes last year, Jay, and I was definitely nervous the, the day before. I'm but just helping another guy out, so as long as this guy... Are you going to fake your death to quit? <laughs> we could help you. I'm going to go to the port. I gotta we take, we I gotta could go, help you. i got to go take a piss. Oh, and we'll fake your death. One more thing. If you use the, the portage on out there, make sure you look at it before you sit down. Who sits down in there? What the fuck are you doing in there, man? I'm just telling you, I will go off in the woods with with toilet paper before I do that. I'll go in the farmhouse next door. I'm just telling you. (laughs) Because we went through that last year. Oh, I hope my kid doesn't have to go to the bathroom there. I'm going to shit myself. I always make sure Nolan pees before we leave. Yeah, at least my house is, like, really close. It's just a portage on. Sounds fun. Sounds uh, fun. But you soccer, it, it's definitely fun. And like you said, Jay, 
I hadn't kicked the ball since I was those kids' age. What do you mean? Nobody played soccer when we were kids. We were fucking too busy playing football or baseball or some some very American sport of like smear the queer or some something like that. <laughs> you know they're not allowed to play smear the queer anymore. What do they call it now? I not smear the queer. <laughs> I'm, sure it's not, I'm sure it's not called e- that. Is it like equally smear each other as the queer? You gotta get no, a word no. different. The, wor- or the word, word queer work? is not in it. Yeah. Uh, no, apparently it is because I flicked up through on, on Instagram like a like remarks you could leave or something. I think it was on Instagram like a little pictures and shit you could leave on people's stories and 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 or post on your your story like. Definitely one said queer. Yeah. I don't know why the fuck that says that. But no, that, I don't I don't know. Is that a word, like a double meaning? Like gay has a double meaning? Is that, like, what? what's going on there? No, it, that's a real term for, like, the LBGTQ. Oh, my God. But you're not, definitely, not, you're definitely not, not allowed to say smear and queer in the same sentence. Oh, okay. God I'm glad it. we got our Ellen on the show. Not that I don't like <laughs> lesbians. <laughs> Just in case they're listening. Yeah. So, speaking of lesbians and elderly, oh, fucking you, Jesus, where did we, how did we get here? So, it's speaking of microphone, le- <laughs> speaking of lesbians and all this, oh, uh, we went to a pizza shop on Monday before we took Mark's daughter to catch uh, smallmouth bass, and I got anchovies. Mark's daughter didn't tell you something. Did she? Jesus Christ! No, but <laughs> I got I got anchovies on my pizza. How good oh, was it? God. Oh, it was awesome. Where at? Oh, someplace in Andover. Huh. But, uh... Cover bridge. Oh. Mark's wife reached over and grabbed an anchovy. I said, don't eat that. Your mouth's going to taste like the Lilith Fair. <laughs> <laughs> then we were on the way home. And I was like, Ashley, I need a piece of gum. She's like, why? I said, my mouth smells like the driver's seat of a Subaru. <laughs> she looked at me and said, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so we're gonna start getting some drops to play, like if someone says something stupid like this or crazy. But I want to really talk goofy to my wife and get her to say that again, like authentically. <laughs> what is wrong with you? And that's gonna be like one of our first drops. <laughs> oh, I get, I get, uh, I get, I could probably catch a couple of. Uh, I get called a fifteen-year-old pretty consistently. Yeah, that's standard fare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a maturity level of 15-year-old. That's about it. Makes sense. So, do we have anything else we want to hit on after uh, after Subaru seats and Lilith fairs and smearing the queer? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. Did, uh, did Pogo did Pike, did he, get, did he show who won? Uh, he was. Yeah, he said he was giving away a, fr- a, tri- a, fr- was yeah. a trip. Yeah, yeah, like a free guided trip. Through I his Instagram see. or yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I, I know. Like I know that. it was supposed to go on last Thursday. Uh, was going to be like the end date, but I don't. I didn't see somebody won. I'm pretty not. sure. I didn't see if you guys at all. I didn't really see. I didn't follow into who won it, but I, I think you they let us down a wormhole here, didn't you? Yeah, I just didn't know if you guys at all. I figured <laughs> oh, no, you that's, might have. That's cool stuff. I like watching the stories on on Instagram anymore. I think I, I don't tried. know. Some of the stories are cool. As you get to, you don't gotta add that to. You know, it's not going to be a, a professional picture or anything like that. You know, I think that's that's less seen or seen by maybe the right people or you or people who are doing it. So how do you feel on that, Chad? I don't like, watch you stories. Ever do the story? Mm-hmm. Ah, they're pretty cool I sometimes. I think it took the allure out of it. 
I mean, that's the, that's the whole reason what, everybody went to Instagram was because of the pictures. Yeah, but I, I hate to see a hundred bad pictures. You see what I'm saying? Don't follow a hundred bad people that post pictures. Well, not pictures. everybody could take a great picture, but I can I, understand showing like a, a bl- you know, you get somebody who posts a blurry picture. Well, there's no need for that. You know what I mean? Here's my or problem. Not focused in. If, if I see a picture and it's posted from two days ago and then the next one's from like an hour ago and then this one's from like nine hours ago... I fucking hate that. Why can't oh, I just? Why can't I related. see it in real time? Yeah. Why can't well, I, I see the people? What I what I want to see the people that I that they post. I want to see it in real time. It used to be like that. I know. That's when I loved it. Real time. Need it in real time. Yeah. Now it's an algorithm. Yeah. So. I don't want to see from two days ago and then from. Maybe mine's not updated. I probably got the good stuff. You want to take a look? Yeah. <laughs> I got so that six good years stuff. ago. So can we give six a little bit of ago. programming notes too? Yes. We're taking next week off. It's family reunion. What? 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 Yeah, we're going to take next week off. Cool. thought it was going to be for an Are intervention. Are you going to delete this portion ah, again? Ah. I'm going to delete this so no one's going to know we're taking next week off. It's practice. And then cool. when we uh, when we just rerun a, an, a rerun episode, everyone's going to be super surprised. Hmm. But uh, if anyone is still listening after all of that mayhem and madness, message us. Reach out somehow. We'll figure out. Who do you want to listen to? Who do you want us to repeat? What what show do you want us to re-air? Let us know, and we'll uh, we'll re-air that one, with some exceptions. No Joe Goodspeed, no Bob White, because those are lost to the ages. <laughs> and no third segment from last week. Good, you good at yeah, you good at losing yeah. stuff, Chad. <laughs> that one's definitely going. So, ouch. On that note, check. Check out uh, all our sponsors here. You can find Sims Fishing at simsfishing.com. Also, uh, check our Facebook page. We got one of those still. If, if anybody isn't linked to that, there's a little thing you can follow. Chad, don't post shit on it, but maybe he'll get better at it one day. I try, man. I go through spurts. Yeah, yeah it's all about what you're wanting to do. I don't I, like Facebook either, but... I did the Instagram one this week. Awesome. Talking about talking about dubstep and dubs on impalas and dubbing. There you go. <laughs> so hey, check out Predator Flag Gear. Check them out predatorflaggear.com and on all the social medias at Predator Flag Gear. Yep. With A-Rex Nick Hooks. Mayer Art also right there also. Arex Hooks. Go check them out. All Surf Genetic. Check them out urbanflycompany.com. Anything else? Why, Why not? not fishing? Yeah, check out the dock. Hip Yeti. They uh they sponsor us. We don't hit them up every time, but we hit them up when necessary. So hit check out Yeti. Word. We got rolling there. A little G love. Beats the Indian music we had on that first. That was kind of creepy. Sheesh. I was just waiting for you. You want Pessy? <laughs> <laughs> Atlantic City bounds in 1920 to the 1970s. A shame with some pool. Hoes, yo, some Eddie. Get already real cool. 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 To urban.